from a basket. Video Nasties and Censored Cinema. I am Ashley McNasty, here with my co-host Elmo 4 and 5. Hi, I'm Elmo 4 and 5, and we also have a guest with us today, Mr. Dummy Man. Say what's up. Hey guys, how's it going? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Happy to have you back. All right. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming back, even after Don't Disown. Appreciate you joining us back here after the uh, the tragic films we watched the last time we had you over here. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, let's not do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in for, yeah, we're in for another round of masochism here. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we watched two movies. We watched two movies for this episode. We watched uh, Maniac from 1980 and uh basket case from 1982 so let's start in with maniac and go chronological here yeah so um does anyone want to get us uh, how about how about mr dummy man do you want to explain what the general plot of maniac is and then we'll get the discussion going well i feel the general plot is is this boy really misses his mother and his mother did a lot of mean things to him yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's the entire movie yeah pretty much i mean actually yeah so it, this is like this is one of these genre of films that it's it's a little it's a little weird to put your finger on exactly what this is because it's not really a straight slasher um it's it, i'm gonna at least call it like a generalized serial killer film and that it's structured more around you are following the killer as they go from kill to kill to kill the victim yeah. seemingly unrelated. And because we've had a couple, uh, well, actually was it don't go in the house. Actually the last one you were on uh, operates in a very similar format to this. Yeah. Yes. This, this has, this movie has the very cliche theme of a mama's boy who has some weird obsession with his mother that leads him to going on the killing spree, which was a which was a very very long running horror trope. I haven't really been seeing it in well, modern horror. You know why? It's because there's been changes in the world of psychology, uh, because a lot of this is based around uh, now kind of decredited and debunked uh, Freudian theories about uh, psychology and you know overparenting, underparenting, you know being overnurtured by a mother or father. And a lot of that stuff has just largely gone out the window because there's really no evidence to support it. And so it's kind of the pop psychology version of it that makes it in the popular media also receded and faded back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, one one thing this movie does have going for it that it's um, its special effects are done by gore wizard Tom Savini. So I would say that this has some uh, pretty good practical effects yeah. going for it. Now, he, they also said, I noticed in the opening credits, that he was in the film. I, I couldn't pick him out because I, I've seen him interviewed and stuff, so I know what he looks like, but I, I, I didn't see him in the movie. So he must have been pretty brief. Yeah, he might have even been one of the cops at the end of the movie or like he might have been working behind the counter at the hotel. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, speaking on the guy at the counter, like just a regular T-shirt, V-neck, and you look real sweaty. Like I wouldn't go into this building at all. <laughs> Seriously, and okay, so and I do want to note because when the movie first started, I, I noticed like, okay, this main guy looks familiar. He looks really familiar. I've seen him and stuff. It is actor Joe Spinell, who uh, you might not know from me. This is probably his biggest. Uh, kind of starring role but he was you probably have seen a bunch of other movies he was he's been in he's been in a shit ton of movies from the 70s and 80s and big movies from the 70s and 80s uh he was in godfather part one and two he was in taxi driver he was in sorcerer and he was in cruising so huh. it's yeah yeah like yeah he was in a lot of big movies by a lot of important people and in fact 
apparently on the set of um, Godfather, uh, at least part one, uh, even after he was done shooting, Francis Ford Coppola and kind of the rest of the crew liked the guy so much that they decided, hey, just stay on set. You know, just watch the dailies with us. We'll pay your daily rate. Are you in any <laughs> scenes? No, but you're awesome. So uh, just stick around. And I guess he was even supposed to be in part three, but unfortunately he passed away before um, they were able to begin shooting on it. Yeah. Ouch. And yeah, and I think I think he turned out a pretty decent performance in this movie. Like, you I know, mean, I given what he had to work with, yeah. I mean, I I kind of really got that that psycho killer vibe from him. Like, you know, I think his his vibe was was pretty spooky to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it is one of those things because this movie's a little bit. It's weird to me because like it's definitely this super exploitative film, but at the same time, you can't tell there is a bit of there's definitely some craft that went into it. There's like, okay, like definitely there's good camera work. They got Tom Savini on special effect you know, on the gore and special effects. So we can't go wrong. Yeah, definitely on that. You know, definitely. I, got, like a lot, I noticed, sorry to cut you off, but I noticed a lot of things in the scenes that, you know, placements and like the pictures on the wall, the candles, you know, the mannequins, the, it worked. The set design was good. Um, and every, I think everyone, like all the acting was good. None of it seemed like cheap or phoned in or just like cheesy the way a lot of these films can really come off. Yeah. yeah. And I think they did really good, like especially the subway scene. I feel like they were really good at keeping the tension. Like there's definitely some good tension and suspense in, in that scene and other scenes. Like, you know, I think this was a really as trashy as this movie is, I must say, I think it was a very well-made movie in yeah. general. Yeah. I think there's only one error I would say in the subway scene that they did because they could just do it the way they did it and have a, and have the scene work. But I noticed on the other platform, there were some people and it's like, well, you know, she could just run up the stairs and run back down the stairs to the other platform and just, you know, got in that small group of people and he probably wouldn't have attacked her. <laughs> or just kept running and running and running and running. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, okay. So, so it's like, I think it must have just been like, okay, these are the shots we have. There's people in the shots. So this is what we have to use. Well, when she was hiding in the stall, she could have waited for like more than two minutes to like think it was okay to leave the stall. This guy's stalking you. He obviously has some patience to come find you. Yeah, I would have had a lot more patience and actually took twice the amount of time that she did to be in that yeah. stall. It's like, so I mean, like, I think it's, it's one of those things like this is like horror movie tropes of you know in order for this to work we need to have the victim be stupid um yeah and, but, but anyways, <laughs> i do agree that you know in spite of that they do it had some good tension to it though yeah yeah i could feel the tension like there was some like you know i, I think the first time i saw this i could feel like really the uh the tension in the uh subway chase scene for sure like i think pretty decent suspense going on for it there yeah um, yeah, so I'm trying to think what else, because I really didn't take a whole lot of notes on this one, just because it's like, I, I don't know. This genre of film is a little, I'd say it's not my favorite genre. It's, I, I think some movies can make it work, like um, American Psycho, but that's also almost a deconstruction of the genre. And it's also kind of, it's it's also, it's a satire. There's, they, there's a lot of really funny moments in that movie to kind of make up for the fact of how dark it gets at times oh yeah definitely like in the beginning sorry to cut you off like the two hookers they were the pretty funny in the beginning talking about uh the prices and you could see if you were paying attention that one was like clothed all the way down like she knew it was cold outside and the other one was kind of brand new and that was the one that got murdered sadly (laughs) but (laughs) she was giving her some hints left and right but then she was giving cheap prices at the same time (laughs) i don't know (laughs) well no at the same time it's it's such a good little detail right there where you can tell oh yeah the more like they never say it but the clearly the one who has a more experience like has like a bigger thicker coat because she knows it's going to be cold outside she's like she's you know this isn't her first race she's done this before the other one like kind of just demonstrates her inexperience you know not only through the clothes she's wearing but also just like you know through the prices she's giving through not really quite knowing exactly what's going on yeah come on and, like 25 bucks regular 50 for french and then 100 bucks for anything you want yeah well, <laughs> keep, keep in mind these are 1980 prices uh there was definitely way less inflation going on well like oh yeah definitely yeah well so i guess 
I mean, I guess you have to think about what would twenty five dollars be in today's money. Well, because actually, if, if we're gonna forty keep bucks, mind, forty bucks. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's it still be, pretty. It might forty be, bucks is still pretty cheap. It might be a little more than that, but okay. Well, just keep this in mind, though. Uh, I'm gonna jump forward to the next film very briefly. The amount he was being charged per day for the hotel he was staying at was twenty bucks a day. So, oh, I noticed that as well. Yeah, I noticed you, that as well. Mean, so okay, so if you think about it kind of from there, it's like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, that could kind of that could float you for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty yeah. bucks is twenty bucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay, but twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going going through this movie, I mean, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bare bones with the uh, the plot. There's a lot of violence. You know, he stabs the woman with a large dagger um you know and there's a few other kills and he always uh, puts the he always scalps the women puts the uh scalp on top of the mannequins and he snuggles with the mannequins at night and that's how he gets that's how he yeah. feels close to the women he keeps them as trophies and uh yeah it's yeah the mannequin trophies really got me and i i had noticed i noticed that sorry i noticed that straight off i was like oh he's dressing these mannequins up as the women he's killing and i'm like wow this guy is definitely a crackpot and also to add to that his um his little kill case it was the little ukulele case and he started putting all his items in there and i was like this guy and he's eating the cracker jacks out of the cracker jack box i I love cracker jacks Uh, (laughs) and i'm like oh god why am i relating to this guy so much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> signs to go uh, to therapy right <laughs> he loves cracker jack so he has his shit together oh he's going to kill people <laughs> yeah and, yeah i was like oh god in really brutal painful gory ways well, too. Like, and actually this movie i gotta say has one of the uh a really good effect in it and it is a head explosion and this is on the level where it's like I still think the gold standard for head explosions is scanners. I mean, I think everyone can kind of agree with that. Yeah. But this one, it's like, this one was pretty goddamn close. Where he, he yeah. blows the guy's head off with a shot. Dude, that, I, I was watching that one, and the funny part is the line that the lady says is like, oh, my boyfriend's going to kill me if you don't if I don't come home soon. And I was like, oh, well, you're not coming home ever. <laughs> <laughs> the killer is watching you right now. <laughs> and see, like, I, I wish there was a little bit more of that in this film where it's like, because they had like this interesting little story with this with this couple who like, they were clearly cheating on their partners with each other. And, yeah. you know, we're like, we're, we're sneaking away. That's why they're in a car, in a parking lot, instead of, like, going to a house, you know. And you got a little bit of this kind of bantery dialogue in their beginning. And if you're paying attention, you go, like, oh, yeah, 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 that. You know, yeah. you notice here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that scene was actually played up pretty well. Where she notices him first. He doesn't see him. He doesn't really believe her. It's like, oh, whatever. Come on. Yeah, sure. Come on. Yeah, like, yeah. I love let's that. Let's go. And he just, he just is not getting it. If he just drove away right then, there yeah. probably wouldn't have been a problem. But. I think this movie is way more interested in being visceral and disturbing than it is in like entertainment and wooing the crowd or, or sucking you in. It's, or it try, I mean, I think it's trying to entertain through that, but it, it's not. It's not really trying to tell a story, though. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really, it's really a setup for for the gore and the extreme violence. And you know, this is a very, this is a very bleak movie. There's definitely not a whole lot of comic relief as you see in other horror movies where they try and throw a little zinger here and there or even some funny characters like this movie is dark throughout this is yeah yeah it's pretty dark but there was one joke i noticed where the hooker in the beginning where the hooker in the purple uh shorts she was wearing uh she said there was multiple ways to skin a cat not realizing she was the one being skinned no that actually is pretty funny (laughs) 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 a couple things before we you know we start wrapping this movie up is that this movie was uh was originally banned by the british um the bbfc was banned in 1981 and then actually got re-banned again in 1998 and then actually got released again in 2002 so this movie one thing as far as censorship and video nastiness is that this movie actually managed to get banned twice and i can and i can tell that's you that's crazy 
And I can tell you why it got unbanned so quickly. Because if it got rebanned in 1998, then all of a sudden unbanned in 2002, that's because the head, the longtime head of the BBFC um, had retired in 1999 and the new director of it uh, had take, is, had a much different policy and had taken a considerably lighter hand uh, towards a lot of these older films. And so if you actually look at a lot of these movies uh, and specifically when they actually get their uncut, when they get released uncut in Britain, uh, you'll notice a lot of it is after 99 and a lot of it happens in the early 2000s. So yeah, if yeah. It, it's, yeah it's very odd that it gets banned twice. Yeah, I don't think there's really like, what usually hell? usually when, when we're reviewing these movies and we're, the movies we're talking about, they're either like still banned or the band was lifted. This is the only one I can think of that it that it got uncensored again and then it got re-banned. So that that I think makes this stick out as far as you know a band or video nasty movie. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. one last one last thing. Columbo, we're gonna Columbo this. Oh, just one more thing. Oh, and I have one more thing to talk <laughs> about. Oh, just one more thing here. <laughs> if you'll notice at the end of this film, uh very similar to uh Don't Look Don't Go in the House, the Ghosts of the Women. Yes, this turns out yes. to be a hallucination because his head isn't ripped off at the end. But the truly tripping women, balls on that one. Yeah, arise <laughs> and you know murder him, stab him to death, and then pull his head off of his body. And that was that was great. That was great. That was, was the ended right there. Yeah. yeah, I loved it too. And one thing I wanted to add to that, it shows that the cops have been proven themselves all, once again that they were too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They show up after he's already killed himself. It's like, well, yeah. this is a closed case. You won't be hurting anyone again. Yeah, like how they kind of close the door. They don't even look into this. Like, how do they yeah. know that that, that maybe like this guy isn't the killer and somebody killed him and like made it look like a suicide like these are very inept cops i, I almost want to like say that it's like you know what hang on wipe down the doorknob put it back listen let someone else handle the paperwork once the neighbors call about the smell all right we didn't see shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> it seems like this yeah. one has solved itself they, yeah. they were just doing their jobs <laughs> what Okay, so the very last thing I have to say about this movie, too, is I the way they actually promoted it, and you can find footage of this in, on YouTube, what they did is they actually set a video, um, a video, a VHS little TV kiosk down in New York in front of a theater. They set up this little kiosk, and they just play, had, like, a video, like, looping two of the most violent scenes to promote the movie. And the movie made the news, and then there was a bunch of controversy. Oh, which my God. Actually, which actually it made it it ended up selling so many tickets that it did well enough that they were on a 350k budget that's how much they spent on the movie and then when the when then after it was done in theaters they made 10 million back so they had made 10 million yeah and well oh, that's great enough they never even on its initial run they never even bothered submitting it for rating certification so it just went unrated and just with kind of, hey, this is, you know, kind of unrated, but had an adults only kind of disclaimer on it. Well, there and it then, is. That's why they banned it, because it was making too much money. No, seriously, yeah. <laughs> 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 then, but then I guess they ended up resubmitting it. They ended up submitting it for with cuts. Um, again, I think it was in 82. Yeah. And uh, just because like, hey, hey this made it a lot of money. So let's submit it for cuts. That way it can play. You know, we can play it in a lot of the bigger theaters so they can play it in the South and then play in some of the bigger area, bigger theaters in Los Angeles. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so then it's like, okay, we got to show the real deal. And then now, because we want to keep milking this bad boy, uh, let's actually get a rating so we can actually put this in real theaters. Yeah. So, okay, that's kind of a, yeah. I think I think I want to wrap this up with, I want to, we're going to go in a, go in a circle and just kind of, you know, say what, you know, did you enjoy this movie or would you recommend this movie? Let's start with you, Mr. Dummy Man. Would you, did you like this movie? Would you recommend it? Uh, I actually did like the movie. I would recommend it to, you know, people that enjoy older films. And um, I would state this, uh, solitary confinement at an early age is not healthy. How about that? <laughs> yeah. All right. And, um, okay, I'll go with, um, I'll go with, yes, I do recommend this movie, uh, but 
the Elijah Wood remake is actually way better, which is an unusual thing to say. I recommend Maniac. I love both of the Maniac movies, but yeah, seriously, like if if this if this one is too grimy and like too grindhousey, I would just say for you know for anyone listening, if it's too grindhouse for you, just check out the remake because they're both really cool movies. Yeah, <laughs> and what? I love Grindhouse. <laughs> yeah, I love Grindhouse too. But you know, I was, I was just saying for people who are like not really Grindhouse, fans, yeah. You know, I'd say watch the remake. But yeah, Maniac. Um, this this movie. Yeah, I I enjoy this movie. It's it's dark. It's spooky. It's disturbing. I mean, it's got everything it needs to be a proper horror film, in my opinion. Uh, well, you know, I think this might be a first for us here. Uh, I'm gonna break with y'all. Uh, because I think this is this might be the one movie, the first movie where I'm not in agreement. Um, as a whole, I, I found I, I don't think I particularly like this specific subgenre of film, and I think uh-huh. therefore it kind of biases me. I think it, I don't find this the format of like kind of the serial killer format, we're just following a killer from kill to kill, to be a particularly engaging one. If unless yeah. they're, they're really doing something interesting with it, and because there wasn't really a lack of of uh, truly trying to tell a story or build any sort of character through it. I, I, I felt the whole thing was a little bit dry and flat. And even though uh, I like the main guy in it, um, I just think that uh, I, I'd rather just rewatch his scenes in cruising. And yeah, <laughs> he, he plays a super creepy cop in cruising. And but, it's just like, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. And just, yeah, in general, I think, uh, uh, I, mean, I, don't, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Uh, would I recommend it? Probably not. Okay, well, I do Ash- see- Ashley, Ashley, you need to see the remake because yeah, I, I do want to see that. The remake is amazing, and Mr. Dummy Man, watch the remake also. It's a, it's an Will amazing do. movie. Yeah, the Will remake do. is actually. I, usually, I'm anti remake. This time, no, the, the <laughs> remake actually just took a dump on the original movie. But I, I still Ouch. really like the original. But it's so much better. I, I might like both. You know, I, I really critique critique things. You know, so. All right, so uh, shall we move on to Basket Case? Yes, Basket sir. Case. So since I'm, I, since you're not on every episode, I like to have. I would like uh, Mr. Dummy Man before me and Ashley McNasty talk. I want you to introduce the uh, the film. Like, what what is this movie about? Like, you know, if you want to give us a quick little description. Well, um kind of summing up this movie is about more of brothers i would say and they uh one's more jealous of the other and that's how it would end yeah there's definitely a long stream of uh jealousy going on this movie yes yes a very long stream of jealousy and um i feel sorry for the one then the other the other I, i feel sorry for both of them but like I, I really can't grasp myself around it. Like what I, Oh my God, it is so crazy. I kind of like this movie, you know, <laughs> this one. Yeah. I, this one, I felt was a bit more compelling for me. It's yeah. um, so I guess if, if we're going to get into it, it, yeah, it's true. This is a story. This is a film of brothers. They don't reveal it initially. It takes almost about a third of the movie before they really tell you what's going on. Yeah. Um, a, 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 a boy from upstate New York decides to, you know, uh, pack up his backpack, pack up his large padlocked wicker basket, and head to the big city to go seek revenge upon doctors that separated him from his grotesquely deformed conjoined twin brother. Yeah, and yes. when you see them both, they, they they don't really look alike. Like if you saw them hanging out separately you would not recognize that they're... Yes, they're miles apart, definitely. <laughs> yeah, right. You think, oh, geez, this guy's, like, way more, like, this guy's, like, more country, and the other guy's, like, much more street, and... Like, yeah, definitely, that's where the world is, right there. <laughs> we'll we'll put neck, it there. The guy had this, this one guy has a neck and legs, the other guy doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know, I, I... Just starting off, I don't know, I was just... When I when it it got me with the guy with the basket, I'm like, okay, what is he up to? And wow, he has a lot of money. Where did he get this money from? <laughs> I don't think they ever explain why he is so insanely rich because it just seems like he pulls out so much money like it's nothing. And it seems like he has so much money that you could like 
steal a bunch of money from him and he wouldn't notice because this guy has so much money in general. Well, actually, I got a theory on this. All right. So all right. As, as we learn later in the film, that's because they initially they really bury the lead in the film. They don't really tell you exactly what's going on. But as we learn later, it seems a series, a, 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 a team of like, I think about like maybe four doctors um, much earlier in this in, in these twins lives. Yeah. Uh, conspired to separate them in an incredibly evil and devious way, a forced separation, if you will. And, uh, and so from there, uh, you know, they, they, they presumed, you know, the, to, you know, try and kill the deformed brother and just like throw him in the trash. Yeah. And, get rid of the other brother. The other one seems to be fine and living his life, but dun, dun, dun. <laughs> exactly. So then, but they had the, these brothers have a psychic link. So yes. He decides that okay, no, hey, listen, these guys did you, these guys did you real dirty. So we're gonna get fucking revenge on these people who traumatized both of us. And so it seems the two, three of the doctors um, are in New York City, but one of the doctors still is in upstate New York, and he's the mm-hmm. one who the film opens with getting often killed in a very gruesome way. Yeah, now, starting off with the that. horrible noises in the woods were very mechanical noises, but he was in the woods. Didn't make any sense whatsoever. Nope, that did, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has charm and heart. It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> so, but my theory is because he got off first in upstate New York, he's a doctor. Doctors, known for being a lucrative profession, they got the money from him. That's my mm-hmm. theory on it. They never explicitly state it, but uh, that's my headcanon. <laughs> well, the father obviously was rich. That's why he was such an asshole, right? Oh, it's true. They paid for experimental <laughs> forced surgery. Oh, wait. Right. Didn't, didn't they kill the dad in the attic? That's right. And they killed Yes, him. they oh, did. They got the money. They must have stolen the money from the dad after they killed him because the dad was loaded. That makes so much more sense. Because that actually kind of explains, like, this dude just shows up with a, a basket and just like a hell of bands like, yeah see like, now you know, that makes sense it <laughs> he could be posted up with juicy j in the back of the strip club like bands and make it dance bands will make it dance bands will make it dance well he kind of did with time. that hooker in that one scene where he was getting drunk off his ass <laughs> yeah yeah no seriously yeah like yeah he was he was uh he was dropping bells there yeah yeah i mean this this this, this dude this dude's got his paper on you know so, oh yeah so I also want to note at the very beginning of this film, uh, if you noted, it's it's a you know this is a MoMA archive film, uh, and MoMA being the Museum of Modern Art. Yes, so I saw that in the beginning. I, I I don't I haven't really seriously looked into that connection there, but I, I guess it was deemed to have some artistic value that the, it is archived in the New York MoMA. I mean, maybe for the special effects alone, but yeah, and, maybe, and, and also just maybe capturing a slice of the city as it is. Which, oh yeah, early on we noted this as he's walking because as as he gets to the big city, and he, he's our main character's name is Dwayne, um, Dwayne the Twin Johnson, um, and he so as he's walking down uh, for it's I think I'm pretty sure it's Forty Second Street. It's almost the exact same shot. As the mo- as in the movie Nightmare, <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure I see so many more films where people where this is this exact shot is going to be mimicked. That they, they walk by the same theaters, the same everything, because they want to show greasy, grimy, gritty New York on Forty Second Street. But oh, to add to that, that, sorry to cut you off. And while yeah. he was walking down that street, he totally ignored the guy that was trying to offer him all the drugs on the planet. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, honestly, dude. Uh, well, I, I okay. So, as, as someone who's spent a lot of time in the tenderloin, if somebody ha- says they have more than f- more than four drugs, if once they name five drugs, they're going to rob you. That's the rule. Yes. People yes. don't carry like twenty different types of drugs on them. Like that is like. Like most people don't carry that many prison sentences in one pocket. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that was one scene in Oakland. Definitely, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, no, you you do not have 25 different drugs on you. 
you are going to get my money and you are going to run off. That is <laughs> what is going to happen if I try to pay you for your quote unquote services. Yeah. Good thing he made it to the hotel safely. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't get himself robbed by, uh, by buying drugs off that dude. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this guy, he sets up in this hotel, um, the, the skeeviest hotel. He flashes his huge wad of cash um, very naively while paying for his room. So a couple of the other shady folks in the lobby see it and, you know, start getting some ideas. Yeah, yeah, definitely the, the same guy that was trying to take it. But did you notice that this guy, the guy that was uh, in the hotel running the place, was pretty much wearing the same clothes as the other guy? But he had suspenders on. So I guess, you know, white tees and a V t shirt oh was God, pretty right. popular back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. He just, he, yeah. I mean, I guess that's like, hey, how am I going to make myself stand out here? You know what? Got a pair of suspenders. Boom. That's going to make this pop. Yeah. Well, Oops. it looked as shady just walking in there. I don't think I wanted a room. <laughs> oh, hell no. Yeah. Was- well, that, that, well, that neighborhood is like, you know, once you see enough signs that say triple X peep show, like you're, <laughs> you're, you're in a neighborhood you might get robbed in. Just yeah, you see definitely. enough porn billboards on like, you know, it's the deuce. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the only shops are porn shops and liquor stores. You know, you see triple X peep show, then a liquor store, and then a porn theater. It's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're in an area where shit probably goes down. Yeah. And then yeah, it's like the, walking down East 14th. Yeah, and then all the non-porn theaters are the grossest, shittiest theaters you've ever heard of or imagined. And you can actually read up about the actual theaters on 42nd Street. And there are places where it's like pretty much just absolutely disgusting places with like horrible, disgusting people. And like that you would literally, if you spend too much time in the lobby, you're going to get literally mugged. So yeah, or you, COVID. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got to put on some like rain boot galoshes kind of thing going in. Yeah, because the ground is squishy. Yeah. Right. These are the theaters were like the like these are theaters that are so bad. Like I'm not even joking about this. That some of the seats are facing the wrong way. <laughs> like I'm not, I, I'm not joking. I've heard like tell tell of this. Wow. So or like you know it's like you know it's the ceiling is leaking or something like that. So this is like the neighborhood this guy's been set up in. But uh, either way, he decides to, you know, he, he goes to the first of these doctors. Of course, we don't really know why he's here yet. And yep. uh, up, uh, the, the secretary there is uh, quite struck with him in spite of him really not doing anything at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seemed like she just he's just he's just there existing. And she's like, I'm in love. <laughs> you know? like, right. I guess that, that little hole in the wall was definitely just walls and paperwork that she was not in. Was, yeah. uh, was the word I'm looking for? She was not interested in. Yeah. Oh my, a main protagonist. Watch me fail the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, somehow, and she's really beautiful too. And you're just like, okay, this random awkward guy who carries around a basket that, People ask him what's inside, and he just clearly, like, awkwardly lies about it, and it's clear he's lying. I mean, he's cute. He's a kidnapped guy, but at the same time, if you talk to him for, like, I don't know, more than five seconds, you can kind of tell something's a little weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, your red flag should be going up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, so... And then he he actually ends up going on a date with this receptionist, and then this is when the uh, his twin brother, the 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 uh twin who's all disformed and monster the grotesque uh creature inside the box yeah the the basket creature just starts breaking everything in his room out of jealousy on the fact that he's going on a date without him i was just thinking make a uh uh, there will be blood reference the bastard in the basket (laughs) (laughs) the bastard in the basket oh goodness you know it's funny though about that doctor's office why do anybody go in there because the place was just nasty oh my god it was was the skeeviest doctor's office in the world and he is the skeeviest fucking dude in the world like like horrible huge coke bottle glasses with like 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 a, a nasty ass like pencil mustache 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, this one, he has like a pencil mustache that makes John Waters' pencil mustache look appealing. Yeah. <laughs> and you would it, go in there and get herpagonosyphilitis, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, it, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, I breathe the air and now I have AIDS, you know? <laughs> so, on my uh, notes, it kind of, I have about the uh, flashback to when you kind of get the origin story of when they get cut in half, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, we have that whole thing and they, um, you know, they, they sedate him and then there's that long surgical scene and, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why, but that surgery scene is really uncomfortable. No, it's, yeah, it's it very upsetting. It, it, it is a very upsetting scene. No, it, it's it's like, it is this very, like, it's clear that he does not want to have this surgery, but they they literally drag him onto the table and, and have to try multiple times to sedate him. And it's like, oh my God, this is like absolutely chilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, one cancerous mass. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And then, and it sets that up. And then the uh, that he takes the monster, the the uh, the twin takes the monster to the vet to get gets gets revenge on the other person who's because, in a surgery. Yeah, she becomes. Yeah, it turns out she's not operating out of a doctor's office. She's operating out of a veterinarian's office now. Yeah. Oh, and I noticed. Sorry to cut you off. I noticed he said that they were all vet- veterinarians. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. so they were testing on him. Oh, <laughs> I remember that part. Yeah, I remember him saying that. And I was like, oh, wow. So the other guy was a veterinarian, too? <laughs> yeah, so it's like they're all just like veterinarians doing illegal surgery on people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I got out of what he said. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, they all deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's not really too many people getting killed that you actually feel bad for, for the most part. <laughs> no. Not really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so going on. So I like when she she has the scalpels in her face and she just kind of collapses. Like that oh, was a great scene. I think it was pretty funny. Her face gets shoved into a drawer full of like scalpels and medical utensils. But like you can tell from like you see where they are. They're like they're not facing pointing up. They're just like lying on their sides. So it's like. It's very strange how all of a sudden now her face is just filled with these. It's like, they're like, yeah. eh, who cares? I would film the scene of the monster just bashing her head into the drawer, and then boom, you get that. You it's know? instantly, yeah. <laughs> you just get like, Lawnmower Man. It's like, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> just like, hey, listen, folks, it's movie magic. It's like, who gives a shit how it happens? Yeah. 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 And uh, pretty soon we're going to be talking about, I forgot the content warning, but oh, God, this is. Yeah. This is the this is the only part that proceeding there will be some talks of some sexual assault. So just yes. anyone who's we're trying not to get canceled here. So uh, yeah, I mean so, honestly, I, I will just say once again, why the fuck are you listening to something about the video nasties if you're not prepared for fucked up shit? Yeah, uh, that's true. I don't All we review is fucked up movies, but you know, that I'm, being said, <laughs> I'm just doing my uh, due diligence. You know, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So then there's a then it, uh, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but fuck it, who cares? Uh, you know the um, the the girlfriend, uh, dis- his girlfriend discovers the monster, and he just wraps her up in a blanket and throws her out the room like, <laughs> like. Yeah, at the same time, she seemed like she was concerned, and then she wanted to help, but he was like, "Get out of here!" And yeah. then she goes home, and then you know. The other brother was like, screw it. I'm going to go take off and have uh, a very good time with your said girlfriend. Yeah, so <laughs> it attacks and rapes her. Um, yes. It seems to be heavily implied as well. Oh, no, they show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah they it showed everything. Show, like, I mean, it's hard because it doesn't really have normal human anatomy, but it, yeah, it's, it, pretty, it's raping her. It, it's, it's hovered on top of her crotch. I can't it's, think of any yes. other word. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> but I can say the reason why... It's because he was trying to get in with that little hooker, but she didn't take it too well when he was trying to feel on her and grope her a little bit. And she woke up and was like, what the hell is that in my bed? (laughs) (laughs) So he was kind of jealous that he wasn't getting any action. Well, exactly. And so that's I think that's why he finally goes and attacks her afterwards, because even though they've dealt with all of the doctors and extracted their vengeance, uh, it's still that because... um, uh, you know, this woman is, is becoming the center of attention for, you know, Dwayne, the, the kind of, you know, normal brother. 
Uh, yes. You know, it is, you know, the, it, the, the monstrous brother becomes uh, incredibly enraged and, you know, you know, it will take from him what is taking from, you know, taking his attention away. <laughs> yeah, but I'm feeling kind of sympathetic for the little ugly creature in the box because he just wanted a little bit of love, you know? <laughs> he Basket just wanted some love, man. <laughs> yeah, basket monsters want some love. So, <laughs> I guess then he, you know, Dwayne, our protagonist, take, takes uh, his, his monstrous twin back to his hotel room where they get into a, a huge fight and uh, eventually they, they fall out of the window. Or... Oh, you, you forgot oh. an important part. The, the, the brother picks him up by his dick. Oh, that's that right. He grabs great, him by his Oh, yes. Great scene. <laughs> I forgot about that. He just kind of grabs his crotch and his hoisting in there by the crotch and the crotch alone and he's he, he appears powerless to do anything about this but eventually they 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 tumble out of the window or hanging off the the the, the, the balcony yeah they were hanging uh, off the balcony yeah yeah drop to their and eventually drop to their death yeah and then oh. the end yeah so that's to the end although i i did note i noticed they they drop the deformed brother's name once in the film. I saw it. I googled it. I looked it up because it reminded me because I recognized oh, this name sounds familiar. It. Well, um, so we have the normal brother or protagonist is Dwayne, mm-hmm. and then the monstrous brother. His name is Belial. Now, Belial oh. is a term that occur- occurs in the Bible, uh, and is a personification of the devil. And in fact, it means um, it's characterized as wickedness or worthlessness. And so it can often be understood as me to me being mean to uh, be lacking of worth. And it's like there's quite a bit or, you know, worthless or yokeless, you know, mean, mean not to rise, never to rise, you know, is worthless, cannot do work. And I think that uh, perfectly ties in with, you know, what the, how they view this creature. And I will say the more and more I've read about this name, the more and more metal it gets because apparently this occurs uh in the dead sea scrolls quite a bit and yeah. so let me just and so it's it, it specifically in the dead sea scroll called the war of the sons of light against the sons of darkness and belial is the leader of the sons of darkness <laughs> <laughs> let me just read a little passage here just to get some uh uh, uh you know get a little juice here you made belial for the pits angel of enmity in darkness is his domain his counsel is to bring about wickedness and guilt all the spirits of his lot are angels of destruction they walk in the laws of darkness towards it goes only their desire so Hmm. yeah (laughs) and and it's kind of funny what you just said like his brother always felt guilty and it was like here i got you cheeseburgers here i got you pizza i brought a i brought a tv you know and what triggered the monster is he couldn't change the channel (laughs) (laughs) but you really think about it it's like well his brother did feel guilty all the time so he just brung that and to rewind it even further the telekinesis is like well he really was kind of controlling his brother like he had full power yeah that's right because the telekinesis went is it when they're connected it went both ways but then once they're separated only went one way and the file could communicate telepathically with Dwayne but not the other way around yeah that's when he was causing chaos and killing the other guy the other brother kind of felt it but he didn't really know what was going on yeah yeah he just knew something was up yeah yeah so yeah this one yeah this is such a strange and wacky movie it's like it's like and also it's it's our our lead actor is in another uh kind of wet puppet genre film um yeah, what I think was it was called like brain damaged, where it's like the little alien goes, it puts like a needle in his back and like gets him high. It's like it's a really, it's another really weird movie that I'm really hoping was banned somewhere so we can review it. <laughs> yeah, no, that one was entertaining, but it's always like, why do I know this guy? Oh my god, he's in this movie. He's in another movie with a weird puppet. Yeah, <laughs> around like the same like de- general early '80s era too. I think yeah. that movie was also very early 1980s. God, too. that's a weird typecasting. Uh, you know who you, we need your we need you to be able to act against weird puppets. <laughs> yeah, yes. you're, you're the puppet weird dude. puppets. Yes, yeah. and mannequins. Yeah, yeah it's like, puppets and yeah, it's, 
puppets, mannequins, and bears. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> that an episode title, maybe. Possible. Uh, Must be thinking something better. Yeah, we'll think of something better. But anyway, um, yeah. So, I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of running out of uh, out of thoughts about this movie. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we've said what we need to say. Um, I think in this case, uh, I like. I could give this a sure watch. I mean, is it the most? Uh, I mean, I, of these two movies, I certainly found this to be a bit more compelling. Uh, it's a very yeah. strange film. Um, it's a gross film, but you know, it's uh, it's got some charm to it, though. Yeah, definitely. Not very hygienic to leave a medical waste uh, in the backyard, though, just out in the open. That's all I gotta say. Well, these were un- this is unlicensed <laughs> surgery going on here. So. Um, I don't know yeah. about this movie. It's medically inaccurate, <laughs> right? No, I'm seriously, just joking. Uh, excuse me. I'm joking. I- I'll be watching Human Centipede Part One for medical accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's another good movie. <laughs> oh, and then one thing I wanted to say, I noticed, I noticed things. Budweiser was in this movie as well. Oh, Budweiser was. Go on. Yeah, so when the scene where he got too drunk and he was talking to the hooker and telling everything about his brother that was in the basket. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was just oh, so yeah, that was their product placement. They just kind of yeah. So here. was it? Don't go into the house. Oh, don't go was, in the house. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Right. Yeah, they had that. They had that. And oh my God. I don't know if the other one was. Is this like going to be like a weird thing where it's like early '80s American grindhouse films all featured like? Uh, uh, product placement by Budweiser, the way that like most Giallo films had product placement. By yeah, Budweiser. I'm See, I'm looking for Budweiser from now on in every movie. <laughs> well, I know because once we start getting into some of the Giallo films, we gotta watch for it because apparently I've noticed this is a like the label towards camera Martini and Rossi, yeah. like it, like all like always like okay, uh, gotta keep my eye out for, for that. Yeah, and another thing I wanted to state that um, even though. You know, it was bad for the boys. The operation was a success. <laughs> I mean, both of them survived. I yeah. Don't know why they were so quick to throw the other brother out? Yeah, yeah. that that was kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, it's pretty rude how that it's like no proper burial. We'll just throw them in a garbage bag and just put them outside for like the trash collectors. Like, I mean, imagine he, if that bag rips open while you're just like. It did rip open. (laughs) Falls out like that's kind of messed up. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) No, that's uh, yeah. Like, not you're not gonna do like the uh, you know like leave it in a basket on the house uh, on the steps of the firehouse kind of thing. You know, like nope, nope, just gonna throw it in the trash. Yeah, not even like not even just like dig a hole and bury it and pretend it didn't exist. Like even more disrespectful. Garbage bag next to. Come on now, and then you really think about it. That blob of mess was the smarter brother because the other one was definitely dumb as shit. Oh no, yeah, no, seriously, that guy was a that, that, he was a rube. He was a mark. Uh, yeah, just an absolute maroon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To have telekinesis, he ex, he was definitely the the smarter brother. Uh. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, final thoughts here. Final thoughts. Um, my my final thoughts is I fucking love Basket Case. I love this movie, and I can always rewatch it. I enjoy the shit out of this movie, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. I enjoy the fuck out of this movie. Although I I'm very prone to weird wet puppet movies from the '80s, so take that as you will. But I fucking love this movie. I th- I, I enjoyed it for. Uh, just just what an unusual romp it was. And there's some entertainment to it. They they got some good characters in the film. Uh, this is my favorite movie of all time. No, nah, but you know, I'd say it's uh, you know, if you're looking for some good uh, early '80s trash, yeah, you could do a lot worse than this. I feel the same way. Like I I like the movie. I like the shots. You know, just from the director's aspect of it. I. I love the way they pulled in and kind of really milked some of the scenes. Well, some of the scenes were too much. And then the puppetry was pretty good. Something, certain things I was like, okay, how did they move that? Or the, the arm coming out and it's just a head sitting there looking. And it's like, okay, you guys really thought about this. I, I kind of like it. Yeah. 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 
yeah, the, all, all the craft. Uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate the craft of the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was okay. thought out. Well, Ashley McNasty, um, right. I uh, think Mr. Dummy Man, I think we... Uh, is this a good time to wrap up? How think, is everyone feeling? I think this. I think. I think this. This episode's a wrap. All right. All right. We got. Uh, let's see. I think we'll include uh, all of our uh, contact info in the show notes here. I know. Uh, I'm certainly on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, I think uh, was it. What's the best place to look? You get rest of you guys up. Uh, you can you can find you can look up L mo four one five on YouTube or you can follow me on Instagram at four one five or you can follow at Nasty World Pod to get um get updates specifically about the show and Mister Dummy Man. Yes, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I underscore R underscore Dummy Saurus underscore Rex, and uh, pretty much that's my only tag at the moment right now. And uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I just realized I didn't include my tags. Ashley McNasty at Instagram, all one word, and then agent underscore nasty on Twitter. All right. This has been a nasty world. I have been Ashley McNasty. I'm Elmo415. And, and I'm Mr. Dummy Man. <laughs> For shows and stay nasty, everybody. Stay nasty. Stay nasty. Stay nasty. Stay nasty.